0: ladies and gents welcome 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 it's time for another episode of the good bit podcast we are here we are coming at you for episode number 62 can you believe we're on episode 62 already when i started the podcast years ago i said if we can make it to episode 62 man we doing something right this is ladies and gents another brand new episode thank you so much for joining us on this fine fine day Whether it be the afternoon, whether it be the evening, or whether it be first thing in the morning, you're here for the Good Bit Podcast, and my name is Chris Moffat, and I'll be your host, guiding you through today. Guiding you? No, I'm not going to guide you anywhere. I'm going to take you. I'm not taking you anywhere, that sounds weird. (laughs) Uh, I am going to be your conductor. Does that work? Conductor. I'll be your conductor on this train. I'm your host and uh, we're here today, episode 62, not only is it special because everyone knows 62 is the best number However, uh, I'm joined today by one of my bestest brothers, one of my favourite people in the world to talk to His name is Josh Whitelaw, good close personal friend of mine an actor, very talented actor Who has been in some of the films and that, that you're going to hear all about today We recorded this conversation uh, earlier in the week I think, or just maybe last week And it is, um, if anything... One of my favourite conversations we've had here in the good bit over our past few years here But uh, yes, thank you so much to everybody who listened to last week's episode That's right, more than one episode <laughs> and like a fortnight um, there was an episode last week, it was 61 obviously, and it was uh, my chat with Madeline McGurk, great response, great downloads, all that good stuff, great feedback, always lovely to hear all your comments, so please continue to send them in, you can do so on YouTube of course, leaving comments, CM42TV, but obviously it's not the preferred way to listen to a podcast, unless you're a YouTube podcast guy or gal, um, but of course you know you can get us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, at the Pod. So check us out on there, give us a follow and that's really the easiest way to support the show other than, you know, telling your friends and your family and your pets about the Good Bit podcast who I'm sure would all be massive fans if they listened. So um, if you can tell folk about the podcast, if you can tell folk about this episode right here then I would be forever grateful. And of course, as I've said before, we now have a Patreon, patreon.com slash cm42tv. Now I know... It's not as um, ideal as you know, because it's not the Good Bit thing, but it's like it's all linked together. The Good Bit, CM42 TV, all that stuff, all linked together. It's all me, it's all my big, massive staff here at Good Bit Studios working tirelessly. Tireless, tireless, tireless. ...to provide some entertainment, so without any further ado, we're right here, it's episode number 62 Me and my good close personal friend Josh Whitelaw, a very famous actor who everybody knows Uh, We're going to chat today, honestly though, Josh is great, he provided such a good, hilarious conversation here that I'm sure you're all going to enjoy Josh is an actor that has been in loads of plays, loads of pantos, I'm sure you've seen him all over the country He's also been in films such as Beats... Wild Rose, he's been an outlander, all these things. We're gonna chat about all that stuff, funny audition experiences, old drama tales, all that good stuff here on the Good Bit Podcast. As I receive an email live, I'm gonna go check it while you listen to episode number sixty-two of the Good Bit Podcast, right here with my bestest brother, Joshua Whitelaw.
1: <clears throat> Sound check one, two after you after me. After you It's like some sort of Tag team name That'd be a great Tag team name After me After After me After (laughs) you Who would you be? So like I don't know what would But like, it'd be like That'd be like the kind of gimmick at the corner Aye. When you're coming in <laughs> After me? No, after you No, after, <laughs> me, after <laughs> you. So Everybody's just being really polite Yeah, it's like the tag team that never want to get in the <laughs> ring
0: The tag team that never want to do any damage <laughs> Yeah, right, so we're here We're back We're on the Good Bid Podcast I'm joined by my good close personal friend uh, Joshua Woo! Woo, you're finally here <laughs> This has been a long time coming We've been talking about this for Ages About, I'm going to say Four months <laughs> but we're here, we're going to chat about everything about life just in general So feel free to chime in nice. about your life um,
1: But you are an actor I am indeed What's that all about? Is that? <laughs> Who knows, I'm still questioning that um, What for? I don't know, it's school in that, isn't it? Like, right. I, I, we've never actually talked about that before, ever well, We've been saving it for this I'm never going to ask you these <laughs> questions You're so, so slack every, <laughs> every time you've run it up about like that, like hold it I feel like I need a Chris Moffat in my life, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> like, to gauge you through decisions? The minute I start talking about acting, shut up. I think it's u- usual. I don't know. I had a really good um, drama teacher mm. at high school. That I, I thought it was because of high school and I had a really good teacher, Right. which is true, and it was the only thing I was interested in at school. But I read my reports recently, my primary school reports, in oh, really? P5, it was saying that I was good at drama mm. in P five. So, so it started I was, from like an early age. Without even knowing it. But I got my first film job when I was at, at high school. Oh really. So I was in sixth year and Des Hamilton who cast uh, This is England came in. Oh, so yeah. he cast The Main Boy in This Is England. He came to the school and was casting this horror film and then I was in this horror film with James Nesbitt and Karen Gillen and KK really? K- yeah and James Cosmo mm.
0: and,
1: and all these amazing stars. What a horror film? It's called Outcast?
0: That was one of the questions I was going to ask you, like, what was your first job? Like, the first paid
1: acting job. Outcast. Then have was been outcast? Then I, was, I think I was 16 when we started filming it, nice. it and 7, 17 when it came out. I bet you were buzzing, like, of at course. time. Do you know what I mean? Three and a half grand for a 17-year-old <laughs> kid. Back then, that was a lot of shoes. It's a big, yeah, exactly. It's a big deal.
0: Yeah, I think I was the same in terms of doing acting and drama and that sort of thing. Yeah. I didn't know what I wanted to do, like, as a career mm. until I was, like, in high school. I think it was because of my teacher and my course and my class and all that. I just kind of fell in love with that. Because I didn't dislike school at all. But it was one of the ones mm. where I was like, I just I can't wait to go to drama. Totally. Or I can't wait to do something that I'm interested in. Yeah. Um, and that was always a good laugh. But um, that was an early start. But even even now, it's like one of those ones where I'm just can, still kind of convincing myself, like, is this the right decision?
1: All, but it's just these things that go through your head. Do you know well, what Well, I mean? it's like a gambling game, active, isn't it? And I think creativity in general. Yeah. It's... Weighing up the love versus the actual rewards yeah. financially, I guess. Look at us chatting very sensibly about life. I, I know financially and being secure in that. Well, I think I think you need to think about life a lot as an actor. Like I think when you're, c- when you're creating, you creating a new life, but you're creating a life out of a character on a page. Yeah. You kind of have to think about like what life is, what get, what makes you tick, what makes you sad, what makes you happy, what, yeah. what keeps you going. That totally. can transfer into a character, or mm-hmm. that's why you have to kind of pre study yeah. all these things. In you know, college, and that they talk, talk about like social, economic, historical kind of research about <laughs> any character. That's right. There's so much research you can do yeah. to build a character because there's so much to life. Yeah, absolutely. So you probably do think about it a lot more than I mean, you even realise. Then you, you realise consciously, like, you think about it all the time. If you're in like a nine to five, you're just like, I just need to get through it yeah, but exactly. in our job it's like the 95 is getting a bloody job exactly <laughs> and, and and
0: thinking about it and like doing that whole process of living with yourself <laughs> for the audition you know what I mean to- oh, totally yeah that's the actor's real job
1: Exactly, it. getting through <laughs> it
0: getting to the audition and that sort of thing. Yeah. Tell me about any funny auditions you've had. Have you had any like total screamers oh, I that a, you can talk about? I had a
1: screamer like last week. Oh really? Right. <laughs> I think I might have told you this. <laughs> I'm just gonna go and go and I went up for an advert, right? you don't want to
0: mention any names, you don't have to, I but care. I'm
1: there's no I'm not gonna bleep anything, you can say whatever you want. I don't care. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I had an advert for a bank last week. Uh, and I was in a barge in Leith So I was on the- I was <laughs> in Leith yesterday. Where are you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Lovely place. I like Leith a lot. Mm. Um, I call it the Glasgow of Edinburgh. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that that's exactly that is. What it. Is. It's, it's probably probably it. And then the West End of Glasgow is the Edinburgh of Glasgow. All right, that's oh, Exactly. So exactly. we've got a bit. We've got a mm. bit of both. The B- best of both. Need a bit of culture. <laughs> anyway, your your there. But um, I was in a barge randomly auditioning in a barge. Mm. Right, so first of all, I'm like, "What the fuck is this? <laughs> like, <laughs> why am I on a barge auditioning for a big, like, fancy advert? Didn't pay very well, uh, so I already went in a wee bit like, okay, this is not great, but went up for it, and uh, it was to play a lawnmower guy. Guy, run not play a lawnmower, That'd be hilarious. I and I was like, "You're just gonna play a lawn That'd be hilarious. See, I'd be really interested in that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How do I?" George, <laughs> play a lawnmower. But you
0: reminded the, the low pay. For the lawnmower.
1: <laughs> no, I was playing a guy pushing a lawnmower, and basically, the guy was like, "Okay, so you you can use the full entire room. So you, this barge, I want you to go and mow the lawn around this. So and and at the end of mowing the lawn, I want you to like something to go wrong with it, non-specific. He was mm. dead non-specific. And about halfway through it, he was like. Uh, Josh, can you um, can you just like make it more natural? And I'm like I'm miming mowing a lawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On a barge And leave. In leaf. Give, and leaf. <laughs> give me. A, in my head, I was like, give me a, a lawnmower and give me a, yeah, yeah. a lawn to mow, <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be good to go. But no, no, nah, nah. It was awful. Fair. And it was one of those embarrassing moments where you do question like what have I done here? Like, yeah, I've exactly. Done, like, I've done, like, tons of nice theatre, tons of film. And, like, <laughs> you, There's no greater experience than going from the heights to the lows. Oh, it's like, crazy. Because uh, I, I did a job outside Specsavers, like, a couple years ago, which I could only describe as a demoralising job. And I'm wearing this, like, yellow, almost fluorescent yellow jacket. Right. The most bright thing you could ever see. Like, I could be, like, a mile away from you, Chris, and you'd see me, right? Okay. I go from like what being watched by like 600 people on a stage, everybody listened to every word you say, yeah. on the edge of, like, palm edge of your seats, palm your hand, you got them right there, and then you're outside giving... Free vouchers for designer glasses at Specsavers and <laughs> for the rest in Yellow Jacket, and nobody, <laughs> <You> <laughs> nobody,
0: nobody gives a shit. As a glasses enthusiast and wearer all the time, <laughs> I'm not a fan of Specsavers
1: whatsoever. Oh really? Yeah, they're the worst. So, so I, I should blame Specsavers. Yeah, so
0: it's it's one of those jobs where it's now in your past and it's fine, you don't you worry? Oh, okay, about. Aye, it was ten pounds, an know. It's right. not bad actually. So, uh, it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you can have a great audition totally. and you can have these brilliant experiences, but sometimes yeah. it's just. You go, why am I I living with these stories in my head and I'm going to to tell someone about this on a podcast however many years later. What's your favourite type of audition? Oh, God. Just a... Mm. I love a chat that leads into maybe something I've prepared and been asked for in advance. Yeah. Nothing... I I don't like anything overly experimental. You're going to know as soon as you meet me, if you want me, in in, in a play or in an advert or something. Regardless of how you look or how you are acting-wise. Because anybody can
1: act... Depends how well, well everyone's got a part they can play. I definitely like um I like a more chat based one, like something that like you go away, you read the play, talk about the play for a bit, kinda of just, just discuss it as yeah. equals and then you find yourself uh just reading the script, reading the script with them. That's that's what I like. I like just go and have a wee chat. Here's a script, sight read it, boom, done.
0: Break it down. I don't like sight reading though and I think Do it's not. because I'm not a good reader. I don't even think it's acting. Mm. It's just, can you can you read a, like, a line in a dramatic voice? That is, that's all it is to me. But I, I prefer getting on my feet and stuff. But all all right. Right. everybody's different. It's all about taste. Right? So about taste. It's all about taste. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what other stuff? Uh, any other audition stories you can share? Let me think about Off it. the top
1: of your head? I mean, we had all sorts of ones. We've had, like, you, you said experimental made me think about when I was, I um, really, about ten years ago when I, I did, did the first film. Mm. And I was at college, I got um, asked to do, got for this Macbeth, mm. this ill-fated Macbeth production. Um, they were taking it, as was a site-specific director who went to RADA, who was going to take it to a Polish house somewhere else. And it was just, it was the worst. It was like, I think I'm used to the kind of wankery of acting, because yeah. I've been to all sorts of things now. I went to drama school, which, not saying that it's... No, do no. But like, we did a lot of stuff that like, was experimental. and I was, I, I dug some of it. You know what I mean? I, Absolutely. I don't mind it. I kind of get. I, if I can understand what the process is leading towards, then I'm sort of I'm cool with that. Yeah. Um But she had this like rolling about the floor and like pretending we were the sea. And I just kind of was like, "What's the sea got to do with Macbeth? There's not a sea. <laughs> there's not a sea <laughs> mentioned. What a great that, question. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I was just kind of like, we're like rolling about the floor and just doing all sorts of crazy stuff, and then in the room she was just like asking me where I was, what, what drama school I went to, and I was like, I, I, "I'm a college student. I got asked to do this because yeah. I know the guy plays Macbeth." I see. Okay, because mm. you're not bored. Like I had, I was in two films last year. I was in um, Wild Rose and Beats, mm-hmm. both films. I did self tape in five minutes. I see. Right. Essentially, um, Beats. I was doing a, produ- uh, doing a production I'm part of called Gold Dust. And we were in a lunch break and I just grabbed two people uh, and just did did my self-tape. I'd learnt the lines and just did it. Boom, sent it off, got the job the next day. Uh, and then Wild Rose, I had to get a group of pals together hmm. to uh, audition the thing with me. And you can hear in the in the self-tape, you can hear an audience come in for the show that we're about to do <laughs> in Aberdeen. So you can hear them sort of trickling in as I'm like wow. downstairs improvising. Yeah. And genuinely, it was like, scaring my teeth, like I am just I need to get it done, I need to send it because that usual thing, like you're lucky with the kind of agency you've got, but like I can't just spend my afternoon improvising for a kid's show.
0: Yeah. I feel like I'm so sort of self critical though and I'm used to obviously with the YouTube stuff, like I'm used to self taping a lot. Uh-huh. Um, but even that when I watch it back I'm like this is not good enough. But then I see other people's and it's not that I'm thinking they're not any good, but a lot of other people don't like really they'll do that last sort of minute I have to film this. I don't care what it looks like. I just need to send it away. Yeah. And I'm always like over stressing about it, and overthinking it, and I need to get the lights right, and I need to get the camera right, and I need to get the mic
1: set up yeah. and all that stuff. When you you don't really need to do that because they, they need to know they'll know as soon as they see yeah, it. Yeah, of course they don't care. So why spend more time on something that's yeah. not going to? Just do the prep. That's all I'd say is the prep is so important in any acting case. That's the most important section in my opinion. It's like know your bloody lines. Yeah. And just film it. Show and, up on time. just get show up on time and just get it done. Yeah. Like. No mucking about No mucking about Just get on it. Yeah Because cool. I have done The opposite thing Where mm-hmm. I've done like Hours of learning And hours of Stressing, stressing And overthinking. thinking yeah. Oh that, that, that one But my face isn't In good light in that one They don't care ah, exactly. They genuinely don't care Exactly Like As long as, it, as they can see you As long as they can see you And it looks like you <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly Exactly You're,
0: you're fine um, You mentioned Wild Rose there uh-huh. Pretty big film last year I know What? I got quite <laughs> popular after nominated? now you're sitting there <coughs> surprised.
1: You were in the film. I know. I know. <laughs> so why are you surprised? I just am. I just, I just am. Yeah. Um, she's amazing. Yeah. She's fabulous. Who's she? Jesse. Jesse Buckley. Mm. She's fantastic, and she's a lovely, lovely, lovely woman. Um, I had a great day with her. I was going to say, how
0: was the whole experience?
1: Experience great. was great. Like we we. I just play like a mad random guy in the train who yeah, shouts yeah. about bacon rolls. Bacon rolls, which I just had one for lunch, by yeah, the way. Nice, was y- good. You didn't shout. I was looking I, for the live performance. But, no, but, I didn't go for it. <laughs> I actually find it pure cringy that bacon rolls thing. Yeah. Like it was the director's idea, and I was I wasn't keen on it, because um, I just I've never I, we've we've chanted tons of stuff right. I've chanted oh, exactly. a lot of things in my life, right. i have yeah. never chanted for bacon rolls, <laughs> so, so I just was like, I don't I don't really believe in that. Yeah, you, you're like, <laughs> it's not really my thing. It's not really that. No, it was good. I love a bacon roll. And um, we improvised for hours, though. Like it was a couple of hours, and it was sweltering. So I felt I was sweating like my box off. I had chinos on, and like wow. I, was, I was getting, like I was like sweating through my chinos at the knees. Like I was, I was, <laughs> I, was I was that sweaty. And uh, Jesse was just sound as. I was really like, oh no, this is a big star. Like I'm just sweating my box off. Yeah, you can yeah. see me sweating the thing, but I get, like, I look pretty steaming. You I've, look different, actually. Yeah, I do. I don't Know what it was, but you do look different than this. Both seen. beats and Wild Rose, but Wild Rose is the one you look different. I'll oh, get on the beats in a minute. Right. I didn't even record in a minute, right? <laughs> Carry on with Wild Rose, but uh, aye, right. Wild Rose. Um, I'm uh, you're oh, in like some sort of corridor or something, yeah. In it's the Virgin Train, so we right, went aye. to like a training center with all the Virgin staff go to down in crew and filmed it on there, and then we filmed it live on a train. On the way up. and We didn't realise we got off. There's a bit at the end where I'm like waving like bye, yeah, yeah, and that is genuinely the last thing they could have filmed. Like we we only could do it like once, wow, because we tried to jump back on the train and the mad uh, train conductor guy was screaming at us. So well, this is a real train. It's a real train, hi. <laughs> so we, did, we we did like a lot of the filming on the kind of mock the mock train, yeah, and then we went on a real train to get it like. To go back up. Yeah, yeah. And our, as I said, our waving scene where we leave is in Carlisle. And uh, yeah, we weren't allowed back in the train because mm. the minute we left the train, that was us. Of course, you come off the train. And then we got on our own train uh, with a couple of, couple of celebratory beers because I, yes. I, I had to, I had to cast personally had to cast my mates in it as well. Really? So it was really. Were they trusted you with that. They? Yeah. Well, they were just like a couple of mates together and I come see, down and improvise, and it was really hard to get pals. Like so many of my pals weren't up for it because mm. they were like, nah. Oh, <laughs> I'm not the man I'm not the guy I'm not the guy I'm like well you can just come with me and get yeah. a couple hundred quid and, yeah, exactly you know hang out with me and meet Jessie Buckley nah, BAFTA have <laughs> nominated Jenny Jessie Buckley <laughs> she can sing like mad as well yeah. her voices I mean I got to like sit in the makeup section and all that with her playing tunes and singing and I was just like this lassie's amazing nah, she's just really lovely gave me a big hug at the premiere and all that in Glasgow um Good. She she's brilliant. She's brilliant. How was the premiere? Was it like well received? It wasn't. It wasn't a premiere. Sorry, it was like sort of cast casting crew. But she came up and so I think it's Tom. Tom director, mm. who directed War and Peace as well. Mm. He's he's brilliant. Like I think he's amazing. Really, really free. Like I I was so comfortable on that set, and it was only like a day, but it was really cool. Yeah. And, and Jessie was just worried about her accent. Right, that's all she was worried about. Like she was just giving me. she shouldn't be. Yeah. She gave me a big hug and she was like, "What about the accent?" And I'm like, you're never going to get it exactly, person. exactly. Because like, Julie Andrews in it is phenomenal. Yeah. But I go, you're from that side of Glasgow. That doesn't quite fit accent wise. Yeah. You sound a bit posher than somebody from the, the, wherever it was. Wherever it was. Aye. At the time. Did you meet Julie Andrews? No. 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 Imagine oh sending her I was so excited. I'm, I mean, I'm still going to say that I was the film with Julie Andrews, isn't I? You Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, don't you? I
0: mean, that's like a claim of fame. But I mean, again <laughs> to sit down and chat to I think, would be
1: fascinating. I know. I know.
0: If you see her again, tell, tell her that like, your mate's got a podcast
1: and he'd love to chat to you. I shall I, <laughs> I Man, I'm going to try. I'm going to try to get everybody involved right. on CM42 TV. Episode 106 Chris sits down with Julie Andrews. Uh, ooh! ooh. Ciao. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, So
0: Beats was on the other night, right? So I knew you were in Beats and it was on Sky Premier for the past yeah. couple of months. I right? so on yeah. yeah. N- the number one film you see when you go into Sky Movies is Beats the Now. That's hilarious. And uh, I, obviously it was just on, I know it was a Scottish film, whatever, and I just was doing other things as it was on. And I was like, Josh is in this film and I was watching it, and I couldn't I couldn't <laughs> quite play him. Then I looked at a group chat on Facebook and someone had taken a screenshot because they were watching beats as well uh, at the exact same time I was watching it and they noticed you and they sent a picture into the group chat and it was you. But it, obviously you were clean shaven, you had your hair down. Uh, yeah. And I was like, I saw that character, but I didn't know it was you.
1: <laughs> so there you go. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. And I'm in it a wee bit. I've not got a massive part, but I've got like a sort of brooding sidekick role. Yeah. Um, How was that whole experience? A Good fun? Uh, it was interesting. I mean, talking about the look. I turned up, right, Chris. I looked absolutely gorgeous before they, 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 they <laughs> before they looked at me. <laughs> like I, nobody can see, but you looked at me so suggestively when you left there. Oh, me! Huh? I, I, I love that. But anyway, anyway, I had like longer hair. My hair had just got long enough for me to like tie up in one of those like hipster top knot things. Yeah. So that was a couple of years ago, so it was like the fashion. Yeah, yeah. And a wonderful big beard, bigger than my beard do now. But I just, I was just like, I look class. I look like Jason Momoa's wee cousin or something like that. Like I was just, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, that's high praise. Aye, Somebody you, did tell me recently that I look Akuma. a bit like Jason Momoa, and I honestly was like, get in the bin, <laughs> get in the bin. Maybe facially a little bit, but, but I mean, like, Guess I'll take that. If, aye, I can, exactly. if I can have a percentage of Jason Momoa's aye, exactly. looks, I mean, come on. Aye, I know the man is a total, total ride. Him and Roman, Roman Reigns could be brothers. <laughs> they could be. They're could both be. rides. Are they are both friends. <laughs> <laughs> I do love Roman Reigns but anyway carry on um, so I had I had a, this wonderful hair Jason Momoa-esque hair and beard and then they brought me in and the guy who plays like I'm sidekick to Fido played by Neil Neil's an amazing actor um, Neil who? Neil Leeper I don't know Neil Leeper he's really he's really bloody good and he's great you, you really believe him when you're working with mm. him uh, he in the script it says he's got curtains like 90s curtains the haircut yeah yeah <laughs> And I looked at Neil first day I saw him, and he didn't. He has like, but your length of hair had not enough hair to like make curtains. And I just went. I looked at him and went, I'm going to end up getting those curtains. No. And they shaved my beard off, yeah, and they they cut in the curtains. And honestly, a bit of me died inside. Aye. But it was really good for the character. Oh, that's nice. It's a a streaky look. Really good for the character, um, to kind of be that sort of like, like a bit looking a bit shit. Aye. So. Uh, it was a really good experience I mean it was it was difficult it's difficult to play characters where you're not saying a lot because yeah. you have to do a lot of that thinking a lot of the thinking acting Absolutely. a lot of stuff like what's going on with him what's he thinking about and I think at some points and beats it's successful for me I'm really critical of my work as well Yeah, I think sometimes it's successful and sometimes it's not there's bits and pieces of it that I'm like oh Josh mm. you're not really thinking about anything there Like you look a bit blank yeah but it's a facial thing I think like when mm-hmm. those parts where you are quieter
0: like, I played a part in a play about a year and a half ago where I was silent the whole play uh-huh. until, like, the last half hour. And it's like, all that time, I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm sitting here the whole time. Is that Judas Iscariot? No, Judas, yeah. You're great, that. But I, But I was sitting there, like, not doing anything the whole time, but then I was doing stuff. Yeah. As you go, but you're just not, you're just doing it yourself, and it's, like, natural totally. reactions.
1: Yeah. Uh, there's a bit, Beats was Beats was... It was crazy. I mean, the actual club scene, and then they had an actual full-on rave right, I see. where we were filming in between that, and that was an experience. And then you tell me about that. It was I just hate mental. I, I kind of hated it. Yeah, if I'm honest, because I'm like, I'm there. I'm trying to act, be tough with this character. Like he's searching for the like the motivation is. I'm searching for this guy he stole my pal's money, which basically means it's my money and my time. Everyone's like, it's him that's going to be screaming at me about it. So. I'm trying to get rage and trying to like search for this guy and you're just in a party atmosphere and everyone else is having such a good time and you're in this headspace. It was just really difficult. Aye, totally. It was really difficult because it was mad. Like, it was a full-on rave, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's crazy. They it was just, just a full-on that. rave. And, like, people were steaming people were doing what they want to do because it's yeah. it's, it's a club night. Because why not? And yeah. we're filming just yeah, exactly. <laughs> during the club night. Yeah. So, actually, like, it's one of these weird things where it's like we kind of gave up control to mm-hmm. them to right, to, the, to the crowd cuz how how can you do anything else yeah. and i feel bad for the camera guys like our shot was like a tracking shot backwards and they were like we were just like coming like almost like Kill ba- killbell like do 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 that mad that mad thing in uh, the volume volume 1 um great films i love killbell so Bill much, great man i love killbell yeah i was talking to my mate about that recently cuz we were discussing once upon a time in hollywood and talking about the kind of variant of styles and how i think actually once upon a time in hollywood for me was one of the times where i was like oh i wish you'd stop trying to change the style and just stick to the film you've got a film here for the first two hours you've got this film why mm. do you need like this weird section where he talks about Leo DiCaprio's Italian films that he's making. Aye. I don't care. That's about, right. Yeah. I don't care about your Italian films. I care about what's, what's going, going on. on. What, what's going on already? But Kill is like the best example of it. Yeah, yeah. That that kind of cartoon manga scene when it goes back to Or any she's. And do you know what I love about that? It goes on for ages. Yeah. They just take their time with it. It's like Twenty minutes. Yeah. Like. For that one Probably section short film in the middle Brilliant.
0: of the film. Yeah. Awesome. So um, where did we get there? How did we get there? Tell me. No, it's fine. but moving on. Tell me about um, any early film experience you've got in terms of watching films like because you're a big film guy you always go every, every week yeah like every myself week. yeah um what, can you remember like the first films you saw when you were younger whether it just be
1: in the house or at the cinema well, yeah I think Lion King Lion King is what I remember I remember my first cinema experience it's not my first cinema experience of course but the one that sticks in my head is Lion King 94, before yeah. just showing your age there uh, nah. I was free it's crazy it made uh, monsters Inc I was four Monsters Inc is so good. Mm-hmm. I love Monsters. Classic. King. But now, like, Always if I was to see... Watching.
0: <laughs> if I was to see a <laughs> film like Monsters, like, oh, The Lion King, having a showing in the cinema now, I'd be there in a second. Ah, of course, of But at course. the time, it's just, like, it's what us out. But I bet, like, the films that we're seeing this week, for example, mm. um, you know, maybe in ten years' time, we'll be like, oh, if that comes back in the cinema, I'm definitely going to see it. But we're just seeing them as they come out. We're seeing them just like everything else. Totally. So at the time, you don't realise you're going to... This is a... An amazing film like the Lion King is like a perfect film. You're so like, good. you can't believe you're seen this in the cinema.
1: So good. I like the remake. Yeah, I like the remake. I think they a lot. did an okay job. Yeah. I think it's always hard. It's going to always be hard to touch anything you touch. Like any iconic thing you try to re- remake, is yeah. always going to be. People want it a certain way. We'll just judge it against the original. My biggest gripe with with it was there's this amazing tune in the in the the original <laughs> film where simba's going back to pride lands to to reclaim his throne yeah and it's just it's his feet like dancing across i don't know i'm not going to do the vocalization (laughs) of the song but they they changed that song from like this really like uprising like tribal tune to like beyonce singing Mm. and i'm Mm. a bit like beyonce is great but not not one that you're reclaiming the throne. Aye. I like, Aye, but Beyonce's I, in it, so we need to get the to sing. So I but like it just was the wrong time for it. Aye, like, it's this right. dramatic moment and Beyonce's like doing her mad uh, like like our mad reels. Aye, and they're fair. kinda like mm, I don't feel like I think it could just have I been mean, like straight instrumental. Yeah. Fair. Any like,
0: other early memory, sorry, going.
1: I like I like to, I like Timon and Pumbaa a lot in the recent. They were they, they, they were what? excellent. If you were to
0: tell me <laughs> Uh, Seth Rogen Has never to act again And I was to pick His
1: perfect <coughs> role It's Pumba, it's Pumba. <laughs> so good, He was it? so perfect For Pumba Who was Timon again What's the guy's name Is it uh, Billy Eichner Or oh, was it really Is it Billy Eichner I can search it Billy in the street That's the show He's amazing uh, he, made, he made Timon So snarky Which I thought Was an amazing shout
0: Yeah They are like a snarky Kind of like Daft duo aren't they? So good so that is good
1: um, the, any other early films that you, you liked when you were younger I'm trying to think like obviously it's not even the, like I'm trying uh, I'm stuttering now I'm trying to think about like uh, really young memories but it's hard like, obviously I it's I hard the, yeah. I think the first like things that I was like so excited about I was lucky because I grew up with like Harry Potter coming out for the first time. Absolutely. Lord of the Rings. Hello. Lord of the Rings was like the main one. It was yeah. like it was the first three and a half hour film I could watch. Yeah. It was Lord of the Rings. Exactly. And I was in the cinema, gripped, didn't go to the toilet. Like, and I was like, I don't know what age I was. Maybe like 12. Plus I
0: one came out in 2001.
1: Oft. I was ten. Uh, there you go. So ten year old Josh There you go, sitting, sitting there, there just loving loving life.
0: I've not seen them since then. Oft it's my Christmas
1: tradition is it really that's what I watch at Christmas I've not seen them
0: since then and I watched them at the time and, but I was so like mesmerised by wrestling at that age I was just like I don't really I'm not even a film guy yeah I'm, I'm wrestling and, and Nickelodeon and Disney TV shows that was me when I was that age yeah so I feel like and I've not watched them since if I feel like if, if I'm going to watch the Lord of the Rings trilogy now I will Die and fall in love with those films. Oh, they're so good. But I'm just waiting for that right moment to rewatch so them. Good.
1: It's it's the kind of thing they were going the ridge to originally do a, a Lord of the Rings TV series right, in yeah. Gla- in Scotland, mm-hmm. not Glasgow, in Scotland. And I uh, it was I just wanted to be part of that. Yeah. I was just like I would love to be in the, a film. I'd love to be a dwarf. Yeah, in a, exactly. Lord of the Rings esque film.
0: It's like when they were announcing all the Star Wars stuff, whether it be like the Mandalorian or the new mm. one and stuff like that. I just want, I'd love to be a part of it. I don't care the part yeah I know know I mean? I'm the same new Star Trek series is out Picard Like if, if they shoot at all in the UK I want to be a part of it in some way but easier said than done obviously definitely um, favourite film of all time <sighs> oh my god man That's just brutal. off the top of your head if you've got any that you love and you always watch Lord of the Rings would be one Lord of the Rings would definitely be
1: One's I love Gladiator. Yeah, classic. Uh, oh, this is terrible! I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna be really annoyed myself. I should the, I should have prepped you a bit. When sometimes... I listen back to this, I'll be so annoyed at my choices. Oh, what else do I love? What else do I love?
0: What about just recently? anything any great you've seen the cinema recently? that you loved? I loved the Farewell. Oh, I've
1: not Oh, Farewell was amazing, man. Is that I, is that new? Yeah, it got. I, I, Got snubbed, I think, by really? the Oscars for sure. It had Aquafina. She was up for the okay um, for the best newcomer at the Baftas. Mm. She was fabulous. So it's a film about in Eastern culture. If you have a terminal illness, they don't tell you. They tell, oh, you, they tell your family. So this family who are some of them are in China, some of them are in Japan, and some of them are in America. I might be wrong about that. It's been a while since I watched it. But essentially, they all get told the news, and they all. Fabricate a way in which they can get this gra- everyone to see this grand. So they choose two mm-hmm. random relatives to marry each other. It's like they get the get the random cousin and get like they get say you guys are getting married, right. but so that we can all see our grand for the last time. It's based on a true story, and it's ju- it's this really dark comedy kind of drama. All right, I'll really uplifting, but also like sad, and Scott's yeah. Scott yeah, has yeah. Had so many things like it was. It was like life reaffirming, life crushing, and then it was just like life reaffirming. I left that c- the cinema going, I feel brilliant about my life now. I feel amazing about life. I love that feeling when you leave the cinema. Seem like you're yeah. just glowing after a
0: film. Totally. Like, that was amazing, and it makes you pure question things. Yeah. Best feeling ever.
1: I loved that. Uh, I loved. I mean, I loved nineteen seventeen. And you loved Parasite. And I loved Parasite. Parasite was, I think, film of the year, and I think rightly, really, 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 rightfully deserved it. <laughs> Uh, my opinion, yeah, uh, yeah, my absolutely. opinion anyway. Um, 1917 was when I, when I saw that, I was like, oofed. That beats, like, my opinion, the Joker and yeah, yeah. all these films like, uh, uh Little Women. Jojo Rabbit. Oh, I oh, love Jojo, I love Rabbit. Rabbit so. Hitler, and yeah. I came in and I Hell, Hitler, <laughs> yeah. Oh, what have you been up to? Well, I came in and I, uh, hi, Hitler, the boy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they met a high they, oh, there's, a great, there's a great video of uh, Taika and uh. Stephen Merchant talking about how many times they were talking yeah. about like, analysing that scene. And I think Taika was kind of like bluffing, not bluffing, but bragging that he was like, I think it's like 30 how Hitlers <laughs> in about two minutes of, of film. I think Stephen Merchant's scene in that film is quite oh, spectacular. So and he's just a cameo. Like, exactly. I I really love George Rabbit. George Rabbit was astounding little as well. Little girl, <laughs> little Jew <in> and <laughs> evil. But I love the. Wee, what was his What was his pals? Name? I, I know he stole the Brilliant. film. He stole the film from me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's just that, like I say it to my mate. <laughs> my mate Daniel recently. um, my mate Daniel recently, got I, I, like he's gone out with somebody and I did that to him. So I was like, oh, Daniel, you got yourself a girlfriend. Because <laughs> he does have that but He's like, oh, Jojo, you got yourself a girlfriend. That's right, yeah. And at the end, he's just like, it appears I can't die. <laughs> <laughs> or something like he that. Was class. He was He I mean, he was like a young Nick Frost. Yes, absolutely. Like, but like with the genius of an old Nick Frost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The comic genius of him. Absolutely. Instead of and this just wee charismatic boy. Yeah. He's and very then funny. you see them like there's wee video. There's like a video of them meeting each other, seeing at each other at the awards uh, stuff, and they "You like, have this big hug." And they just evidently get on so well. I just look at those two wee kids, and I'm just like, "You guys are gonna be absolute geniuses Aye, when you're older. Brilliant. Like. So good. I thought Scarlett Johansson was amazing. Scarlett Johansson, right? Of course, she's absolutely stunning, and that gets mentioned first and foremost. And I'm sorry I mentioned it first again. But truthfully, that was a performance so full of personality. Absolutely. Like, she was so playful. It was beautiful. You know, it might one.
0: be my favorite Scarlett Johansson performance. I think it might be mine as well. Of uh, all the films, I love Black Widow. You know, I, I loved her in Marriage Story. Yeah, that new Netflix. Someplace sure was brilliant. Great. I thought well. Adam Driver was
1: better than her, actually. I thought Adam Driver was definitely outstanding in that film. Yeah, there's a question in that. Oh, we're going on tangents. Now. There's, no, a no, question, think, there's a question in that about because he wrote the third film. Adam Driver did no, Adam Driver, the guy Adam Driver's playing as the director and writer of it. Uh, yeah, so yeah. I'm interested by the bias of that. I wonder, I, yeah. Because okay. I've had a com- few conversations with people saying they sided with her more or sided with him. I think he comes out in the writing as a better person. Aye. Good call. Than, than Scarlett, Scarlett Hansen does. I think Scarlett Hansen, because he's writing about the ex-wife. Aye. I feel like there's a Absolutely.
0: bang of... I think he gets it right, though, because it is, a, it is that story that it's just a family falling apart and they're trying so hard to stay together. Lo- lovely film And at well. the end, like they just need to find whatever solution is there. Yeah. But what I took away from it is how massive Adam Driver is. Aye. See, in Star Wars, you don't notice it because he's wearing those mad costume yeah. as Kylo Ren. And, and you see him in a film, and it was also in um, Black Klansman. Yeah, you see that? Film, brilliant, brilliant film Tyler, as well. Yeah. Um, I noticed it there as well. He's just odd, but he has the most... Interesting Fascinating Oddness about him Yeah He's one of the most Fascinating actors I've ever seen I think He's great He's great But he's so like He's one of those actors A bit like um, People much older than him Someone like Patrick Stewart or something Where you see him on screen And you're literally Like you, You drop everything you're doing You forget you're watching a film 'Cause are just seen them on screen. Totally. You know, DiCaprio was the same, I thought Brad Pitt was the same and things like that, and he's yeah. already there for me. I think yeah. I'm drivers run the well, best. he's
1: he's just he's the best he's one of the best kicking about for sure Absolutely. For sure. And if you look in that kind of bracket, he's one of the newer people to the to the scene. Yeah. Some way, exactly. That's what I mean. Are, he's already he's already reaching that point. Like oh, what is it, three, four years since he's kind of since, what when's the first Star Wars? That 15 fifteen. Twenty fifteen. 2015, So like uh but four or five years since he kind of Broke, into the, broke into the scene and already yeah. he's dominating He's like an amazing actor and he seems like a great He's got a great presence yeah, on screen Yeah,
0: and he's going to be a, a dangerous writer It's funny, really like director and all that stuff You can just he, tell about yeah. um He was in a film called um, Patterson That I never it. saw but I heard was It was like his first one after Star Wars Because mm. like it was a TV
1: show that he got quite big one Was it Girls? It was Girls, Girls and yeah. I did a
0: scene from, from Girls When I was at drama college with my pal Leanne Who's been on this podcast loads and um, we were going to do a scene from Friends, right? But we were doing it as a, as a, a uh-huh. three-parter or a three-three three act. No, what's it called? A three hander that's what it was. Uh-huh. Three actors in it. And um, the girl who we were working with dropped out, so it was just me and her. But that was the night before, so we'd rehearsed all this scene and stuff for a for a play or for this showcase thing. And we and our partner dropped out the night before, so we had to think of something on our feet. And Leanne picked a scene from Girls, and it was a breakup scene, and it was between uh, Adam Driver's character and and whoever the other character. I've not seen the show. Uh-huh. Um, but it was like this last minute thing I'd never even heard of the show and she brought in the scene And I learned <laughs> This fucking scene In about an hour I, I don't know how I've done it I'm not even that good at reading but and probably stuff Probably good writing But I just picked it up like in an hour And we'd done this scene And it was one of like The best things I've ever done And it was so like Because I'm always As I was talking about earlier Like I'm over exaggerating things I'm a big kind of personality actor But this was so kind of like A subtle small part That I really had to rein everything in uh-huh. And it was the first time It was quite early on In my drama school kind of tenure and it was the first time that I was like, I'm actually alright at other stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, I have yeah. my in my head, I have certain things that I know I'm good at, but then I never thought I was good at these other things. But I, if I work at it... Yeah. So it was like, that show was so well written and so well done, and it was so beautiful that I was able to kind of learn from it. Totally. You know what I mean? That's great. So Adam Driver,
1: I got that from Adam Driver. There we go. Thank you, Adam Driver. And I just need thank- the costume for Kylo Ren. And the oh, up. mate, he's so good as Kylo Ren. And I, I think I loved that film as well. I really liked Star Wars recently.
0: Star Wars, these this new sequel trilogy is like the best. is like my favourite Star Wars trilogy, and I know it's so controversial, but it's my
1: Star Wars. It is. You know uh, what I mean. Mine, mine was the prequels, and I mean, like, absolutely. I, I, I have a weird, like, I'll stick up for them. Attack of the Clones is a pile of shit. It's not a pile of so, shit, so but it's, it's definitely it, the weakest of the three. It's, I mean, I it's the weakest of the entire trilogy. Uh, yeah, I, 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 me too. In my, in my opinion, yeah, yeah. it was a, it's a missed opportunity. The, the, the Jedi War, the and, real, in the prime of the Jedi. Yeah, it should have been like a Jedi War film. It should have been as, as, impactful as Revenge of the Sith. As, as Revenge of the Sith or something like that. Um, I really like, I, I like these, this, this recent I trilogy. Think it's brilliant. I've had arguments. I've liked every single film. I've liked all three of them Me too And I had a big argument Well I didn't get a big argument I had a person screaming Actually screaming at me About how much they hated The Last Jedi And I was just like But why but this, this this confuses me I'm, I, We're going to go in a Star Wars tangent We're going to go away For
0: hours <laughs> But And annoys me about that the, the hate for The Last Jedi Is that everybody saw The Force Awakens And everybody Generally liked it But the biggest criticism About The Force Awakens was that it was too similar yeah, to other Star yeah. Wars films. So they so, go, right, okay, we'll listen to the audience feedback. Make it less. Let's do something a little bit different. Yeah. So they do something a little bit different. A total new director, a total new style, new. It looks different. Bring in new characters, different creatures, a different
1: story. Yeah. And folk went mental. Aye. You know what I mean? A, I said, Chris, that's the exact argument I was talking yeah. about. that Mark Commode, I really, I usually, Mark Commode, I find is probably my favourite film critic. Mm. He's a person I usually agree with, even if I disagree with him in a weird way. Yeah, yeah. He's usually respectful in the way that he sort of analyses. You get people like that that you can trust them, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I kind of analyses his film, even if we differ in opinion, I kind of get his points about what he's saying. And he was so funny about the Rise of Skywalker because he didn't like it. Yeah. Right, right, he didn't like it oh He He liked Daisy Ridley, and I think Daisy Ridley turned up in that third film. I think she turned up. Really? I, I loved her.
0: I loved her in all three. Did you? Aye, I, I, I loved her in all three. I
1: thought like she was a bit nervous, nervy. I, I don't know. I, she, thought, I mean, she's exceptional in the third film. She's uh, she was She was unbelievable Aye. in that film. I think she really rose up. Um, and he, said, he 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 gives praise to them too, but he just says, he's annoyed that they didn't kind of follow The Last Jedi and that kind of st- strand. Yeah. It's like J.J. Abrams was like, no, no, I'm going to do the actual sequel for <laughs> the, Force the Force Awakens now, but after The Last Jedi. Yeah. So, so that, that's how it is. it can be a bit messy at times. Yeah. But for me, it still works because they are different.
0: It's Star Wars.
1: It's going to be yeah. different. If, if you take... This is what I said as well. that I use your argument, right? Mm-hmm. The first one, they said it was too like it, so they changed it up and whatever else. But I say this. If you think about Star Wars for too long in any case... Exactly. It's incredibly stupid. Yeah. Like, if you actually spent any time... And the the, the, the originals, the like ones everyone talks about, if you spent any time actually analysing them and thinking about them... You can break them apart. You could rip them apart. They're daft films, but they're entertaining. And they're, they're, they're great, yeah. They're fast-paced, entertaining films, and the last three films we've seen from Star Wars are fast-paced, entertaining films, and that's what they are. Absolutely. They're not, they're not thinkers. Exactly. They're, it's not, you know... Yeah. Talking talk about Daisy Ridley and Rise of Skywalker, it's either bit, I'm not going
0: to spoil anything for those that haven't seen it yet, but I kind of talked about this in the top ten films of 2019 episodes so check it out if you can. Please um, do, it. it's actually
1: good. I, I, it, was, I I was watched...
0: our, it was our longest episode, and it was, it was one of our best, actually. I watch, really you,
1: I watch your stuff a lot,
0: man. Um, we, were, we were talking about Rise of Skywalker, because it, it just so happened to pop up in my top ten of last year, and I said there's a bit in that film that is like just sums up everything I love about cinema, right? There was a moment where, I mean, loads of parts in that film, actually, but one part in particular, something bad happens to a character that is very beloved, or at least we think something bad has happened to a character that we really love and uh, the, whole, uh, the audio of the film is sucked out and, and Daisy Ridley screams the character's name uh-huh. of absolute despair and I've, it's like a feeling that you only get in films like that Yeah. where it's like, <laughs> like, how can a film make you feel like this it's like goosebumps and chills everywhere but it actually makes you so emotional yeah. just by one thing happening um, it's, it's a brilliant film I thought Ryan Skywalker
1: was brilliant Do you know a film I really love? Go for it Going back to my favourite films Yeah, remember that I, I like I like Dead Man's Shoes <laughs> yeah,
0: I've never heard of it Have you never heard of Dead Man's <laughs> Shoes?
1: Have you seen This Is England? Yeah, yeah, yeah So the director of This Is England It was one of his It was before This Is England Dead Man's Shoes It's got Paddy Considine in it Right uh, Who's a f- fantastic actor It's a revenge film mm. Straight up revenge film With a kind of twist Brilliant you should watch it Sorry to take it in a man. No, you, you give me a list. And I just I swerved it all. That's all right. Any,
0: any, <laughs> any uh, film you recommend, I will, I'll note down. Yeah, I'll,
1: I'll try and remember. This will be like an ongoing thing. Josh's favourite film. Josh's favourite film. Every time I'll of. come on, I'll just... Give you a new one. Exactly. E- each segment. <laughs> so today it's what the... God's New Boots or something? God's New Boots. Dead Man Shoot. <laughs> Aye, dead Man Shoot. <laughs> dead Man God's New Boots. God's New Boots. That's an interesting... I like that title. That could be a sequel. That could be a
0: sequel. Let's write it. <laughs> Let's, <laughs> Let's write it. do it. Uh, speaking of writing, have you watched anything on Netflix recently that we can chat about?
1: Uh, what have we been watching? Been watching The Crown. The Crown with yep. uh, Olivia Coleman. Olivia Coleman. I'm only on that third season. That is... I mean... That is a bit of a weird twist. Have you, what you've no? I've not Green? seen. It. I, I can't so, really connect to
0: uh, period dramas or royalty really? dramas. Really, yeah. Right, like, so, so you c- things
1: like the favorite and stuff. I just can kind of get it. I like the favorite.
0: I liked it, but I just it was. Yeah, one I, like of, it was I did a play
1: like, called Union that had the, the story of that. I forgot that queen. I forgot the queen's name. Yeah, but she she was in. She was like a side story in Union. I really. I really, thought like, she was Olivia Colman was brilliant. was definitely deserved Oscar. three of them were good. Yep. What was what was the film we talked about before? Not the favourite. Dead
0: Man's Boots. No, Uh, the the
1: favourite. Period. Uh, Downton the favourite. Uh, Crown. The Crown. The Crown. The Crown. The Crown is um sorry. Sorry. The Crown is absolutely amazing, (laughs) and I uh, I uh, don't like period dramas often. Yeah. And I don't like the Royals. There you go. Yeah, it's so interesting. And you're on that, you're like the acting is the acting, the production, the cinematography, all of it is stellar. Yeah, the only thing not stellar is that they didn't continue on with Claire Foy, really okay, and Matt Smith. And actually, I think no, I love her, Olivia Coleman, but I don't think she's the right choice. Really, and I don't think they should have changed the cast, I think they should have just aged her up. Because it's only like maybe like two years later, goes from Claire Foy to Olivia Coleman. Okay. And it's bit like. All the same character? Yeah, yeah, they're playing the same. It's just a through right, line. Right, okay. So in the third the third season, Olivia Coleman is now playing Claire Foy's part. So what happened to Claire Foy? Just, I don't know. The, Tobias, Menzies right, is I play, Tobias Menzies plays Philip instead of Matt, uh, Matt Smith. Okay. So it's just the exchange. There's people who play the same parts, like some of the side characters. Yeah. But I've been watching that. Um, what else have Did you watch Don't Fuck With Cats? Yes.
0: We need to talk about that. I watched it last night. Yeah. All three parts. Well, you made me watch it. Okay. Yeah, sorry. I did say we were gonna, <laughs> that was going to be the theme of the episode, but uh, now we've, we've chatted so long about every other thing, then that's fine. We can just talk about it now. It's crazy. It's uh, it's mental. It's amazing. I didn't know it was a documentary series. Really? I, thought, a, it series. Smart, it I thought it was a series. smart, isn't it? Smart I thought it was a series. Do you know what? I actually preferred the fact it was a documentary because... Uh, there's something fascinating about that, where like it's such a serious topic that they can do over three parts, yeah, and really hook you in. Uh, we'll not spoil any any sort of plots, twists, and stuff because there's plenty of them. But what I will say is, you got to check it out as soon as you can. hundred uh, percent. Not only has it got a lot of buzz
1: right now, but like it's just it's one of those ones where
0: you, you need to see it to believe it. It's yeah, mental. it's a
1: crazy story. It's a crazy real life story. Um, really well, as you say, it's really well curated. The yeah. sort of docu series. <laughs> It'll grip you. Yeah. It's one of the most haunting, most visceral experiences I've had. And it actually does a really good job of not making a lot of the violence like really violent. It's not like bloody yep. but it's got just enough suggestion to freak you out. Freak and you and out. it's that sort of in that way, it's like that sort of Jaws moment. Absolutely. Where, where like you're like uh it's scarier because we don't see all the, the crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah, scarier yeah. because it builds on that I mean, yep. really, to be honest, the the, real, the the story is about people at home investigating this guy. Yeah, yeah. Because the police won't do it. Yeah, and we, we can kind of give context. We can kind of talk yeah. about it. This guy is
0: uh, posts a video online of him murdering a couple of kittens.
1: Yeah. Um, suffocating them in a suff- vacuum bag.
0: Suffocating a couple of kittens, right? And then folk are going, this guy is freaky or whatever, and they just kind of look into him. But as they look into him, he starts releasing more and more footage of stuff, like like um, playing around with the dead kittens, killing a dog, killing a person and all this stuff, and it just keeps building up and building up. And this guy just obviously wants attention. And it's all
1: about mm. them trying to find whoever is producing these videos. And it's like this wild goose chase yeah. around the world. And they're like, Kind of like zooming in on like the, the kind of power sockets and stuff yeah, in the room Google to figure Maps, out where they see are. see where and, they are and that sort of thing. It, it's crazy, but like it's also like the power of like the human will, I think. Absolutely. I think there's something wonderful about it and there's something sort of, by the end of it, like you kind of question the internet sleuths, the direct detectives looking mm-hmm. into it all. You kind of go, they say something really interesting. About kind of going, maybe going too far. Yeah. Maybe, maybe thinking too much, like the the, the 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 killer. Did I go too far into this to Di- to egg him on? Totally. Yeah. Did, I, did I did I add to the damage?
0: Yeah. You know, it's it's fascinating. And it's really it makes you think about it, though. Do you know what I mean? It, Fasc- it's absolutely a possibility that, that could have yeah. happened because this guy's all about attention. And all I'll say is, I loved the basic instinct before this. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I love that movie. And this film takes it in another direction I
1: love, Sh- love and Stone
0: Sh- My god <laughs> The <laughs> opening scene I watched um, them obviously Basic Instinct I watched Basic Instinct for the first time Maybe about a year and a half ago Really? Yeah And um, it was always one I wanted to see Because Stacey Keebler oh. Did a spoof of it in 2005 Yes With, Crispin, with Crispin, Crispin. Yes. And Chris Benoit Christian and Jericho Yes And I always wanted to see it because of that Right? Yeah um, And uh, it's hilarious And then I, I, I to Ston- see Ston- it and Stone Cold did The Gladiator, Gladiator. Didn't he? Yeah I'm Stone Cold Steve Austin, And tonight I unleash hell I Was Big Show doing something as Big well? Big Show did uh, Taxi Driver Yes You talking to me? Aye They were brilliant They, they were, were dead
1: smart And Batista They all did a kind of It was kind Batista, of A, a shot like the, between them Aye Like
0: who, who gets it right and stuff yeah. And Batista oh, kept us And it was like uh, So what's my line brother? And they go You talking to me? And he goes Yeah I'm talking to you What's my line? <laughs> uh, and then Triple H did Braveheart And uh, Eugene and William
1: Regal Did Forrest Gump <laughs> great. The mentally challenged wrestler you know, played the
0: mentally challenged
1: character. But why I loved Eugene was a terrible character. But Eugene, what, Eugene go on, go on. was the worst character. He was, though. but you but but he, a, he, did, he did great. What a great guy! Like could do like what a great performer. I know he was awesome. You know I mean? and do you know what has my favorite thing? I, mean, I think it would actually be really. I mean, this is just stupid, but I loved. The fact that he stole people's finishers, yeah, yeah, and he used people's finishers (laughs) against him. If I was a wrestler, right, I'd love a gimmick like that where, like, I don't have a finishing move because that's nowadays it's so prescriptive. Everybody's got everything. Everybody's got a finishing move, the the move they always finish on. But I'd love to see something like that where, like, I stole the finisher all the time. Yeah, how you're a big wrestling fan? How did you get into wrestling? Again, it was pure, nice pure youthful. I think it's thing. similar to you. Like you were saying, like your cousin was into your big cousin, big
0: family thing. Yeah, my granddad was a big fan. My grand was a big yeah. fan. My dad and my cousin. It's just yeah. always was around My me. big
1: brother and his pals all watched it, so I played all the games when I was young. I mean, I was into wrestling when I was like six or seven years yeah, old. Yeah, too. And I just loved Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like, to I love him. Wow. I do. I was thinking of getting a tattoo to kind of commemorate—not not something really obvious, but like just the broken skull. a broken. Kind of I can attribute. <laughs> I don't know. I'd, I I I I would like to be more sly than that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like I did think at one point I'd just get 316, but I'm not religious, so. Well, that's it. Yeah, like, everybody
0: cutting about in the early 2000s with the Austin
1: 316
0: shirt. hour oh, You're religious, that <laughs> no. I was
1: looking at a T-shirt last night though. I've wanted it since the 90s. It's the old. It's a thousand. I think it's not a thousand. A hundred percent rattlesnake. Yeah, it's yeah, the, yeah. It's a sort of like Is one it, where it, he's the, up. It's just it, the two snake arms. That's on cool. The top yeah. Buckle. I want to get that t-shirt, because I don't really have much wrestling merch. Yeah. And I just I'll give it. you some, I'll give you some. I, I just love Stone Cold, man. Good. I, so I guess that was it. I loved Stone Cold when I was younger. Maybe just maybe pure, like, imaginative. and it's an escape. I, I wanted to be a wrestler, and I wanted to do that stuff. I mean, I, I watch it a lot less now. I think since, since the Summer of Punk. Right, Summer okay. of Punk was the last time where I was, like, so invested. 2011. And I really then. enjoyed the NXT stuff. Uh, I had a night out With a wrestler Mr Baron Corbin Mm. Uh, You're right Okay Let's (laughs) Let's talk about that Let's finish on that I've got an idea though Why don't you come back uh, In a couple
0: weeks time And we'll talk about Wrestler cameos in movies On
1: another episode That's a great idea It's it's almost like That was the plan For this one
0: <laughs> yeah, one story. We've chatted for almost an hour without even going into it. I know. So let's do we're
1: that. Silly. Let's make that the next one. Yeah, Baron Corbin. Time I put your night out with Baron. King Corbin. King Corbin. King Corbin. Really nice guy. Tom. I've heard that. And then, do you know I've heard he's actually one of the nicest guys in the whole oh, world. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Because, I, I mean, he. What? I remember the NXT. What was it? 2015 they
0: did a tour um, and they did all the sort of it was like peak NXT
1: yeah so I mean we got everybody we got yeah. Sami Zayn we got Neville was we there we got Samoa Joe we got Alexa Bliss Bayley we got, got peak Enzi, Enzo, yeah, and Enzo, Amor, and <laughs> Enzo and Cass never to be seen again I you know it's um, sad it is a shame they, the en- they too had so much potential it was crazy totally en- I mean Enzo's mic work was just yeah. exceptional yeah Ah, he's a terrible ring performer. Oh, he he should have just been a manager to big cast. Like yeah, one, yeah. once he came to. Still they were a good
0: tag team, but I mean. Yeah. You know, cast did all the heavy lifting, and Enzo was the character.
1: Well, his I mean we keep going in tangents, but his the first promo against the Dudleys ah, was just amazing. Like, so good. Yeah. Like what 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 was some of the lines? He says he'll
0: he 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 put that lazy eye back to work. Ah, or something.
1: Ah, he says something like, "You're so ugly that." Tears run down the back of your head to avoid your face. How are you doing? How you doing? <laughs> like it's it's good and like oh he's just great. class. Sorry, wait, wait, wait. Hey, Baron Bar- uh, Bar- Bar- Corbin, Baron Corbin. Bar- 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 Corbin. I keep blowing tangents. That's all right. That's what we're here. Um, Baron Corbin. I had a night out with him. My mate Daniel um, got um, his pals that uh, was chatting to him because he's he's a Thrones fan. So Daniel, my pals, in you? Game of Thrones. So he was. Yeah, yeah, you can use some of that antibacterial. <laughs> coronavirus, watch out. Use some of that. Um, so we went on a night out with Baron Corbin. We met, we met. Uh, is it Joker? No, Jester. Jack Jester. Jack Jester. Jack Jester. Met Jack Jester in the hotel. He was really, really nice to me. And then Mark Dallas came up and slapped like an ICW like pamphlet on our table mm-hmm. before we met Baron Corbin. He was like, ICW is the best company about, and I was kind of like. All right. It, self-promotion. It sound. I mean, it was good. It worked. It made me go. Yeah. But Baron Corbin was great. Um, we went to a pub in the West End, had some whiskies. He was talking all night about uh, wh- how much he loved whiskey and just, it was a good chat. He was, he was he in was, the West he, End he, of Glasgow? Yeah, Finiston. Finiston Bar wow. we went to. Um, That's crazy. Around the corner. I uh, me and big Baron Corbin. Me and King Corbin. Uh, <laughs> me, 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 King Corbin and Danny. Uh, we ended <laughs> Right, so it had a really good night. We ended up in town and he was getting a lot of attention of lasses. Like, all the lasses were pure into him because he's a big, tall, sexy bastard. Like, I wouldn't say he was sexy. No, but... like, you wouldn't expect it but like, he's a big, tall guy. Yeah, yeah like, He's a big, imposing figure and yeah, yeah. he was just sitting at the bar and so many lasses were trying to fire into him so we were kind of like, making up who he was and all that, like, <laughs> trying to kind of, like, hide <laughs> hide him, essentially, in plain sight. But we end up at the top of uh, Buchanan Street uh, <laughs> with, with Baron Corbin eating a sausage supper. <laughs> That's uh, a brilliant sentence. That's a brilliant sentence. Eating a sausage supper up the top of the tune. Just sitting there on Buchanan Street with Baron Corbin eating a sausage supper. <laughs> Aye. And then he was like, <laughs> I want the night to continue, man. And I was like, "All right, cool." What, what? Uh, Daniel said, like, "What you want to do?" He's like, "Is there any graveyards around here, man?" And then I'm, I'm just <laughs> like, "What?" It was the necropolis? He's like, "He's like, oh, if we could get a whiskey, a bottle of whiskey, and go to the necropolis, that'd be cool." And I was like, "That, that does sound." I mean, it sounds well at Baron Corbin Street, like. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I know, I know, folk could do that. Like, yeah, I kind yeah. folk who like to hang about graveyards. People find it relaxing or whatever. That's <laughs> what that's what we wanted to do, but we had, didn't have the bottle of whiskey. Brilliant. And I think it was like three o'clock in the morning. And we're like, yeah. Can't buy a we, bottle. Of we can't do that. and He was like, he was destroying the whiskey, and he yeah, seemed yeah. totally fine. But again, he's a massive dude. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, he's drank with Undertaker apparently undertaker can out drink anybody
1: oh really with whiskey so maybe he's been well trained yeah don't know. probably I mean he's a, a really lovely guy man I was really impressed by just how, absolutely just, just just how he was I mean crazy I've yeah. had a ton of experiences like that though where you're like I've met this mad random celebrity and I had like a night out with them yeah, yeah. well, when did that happen when did I become that guy Aye. How did that happen? It's just because you're the celebrity as well. I know. And then I we, we then work with kids at Strathclyde you know, I and like, they're like what do you do? What acting do you do? And you're like I was in this film I've never heard of it. You no, know, are n- Rose never seen it. Pure, and I know. If you're not interested in you. It's, it's, it's
0: back to that thing we talked about at the start. I eh? know. I never talked about uh, Out. No, what was it? Outlander. Oh Outlander. Yeah. Any, any fun stories from Outlander? Outlander's great Josh was an Outlander as well I was an
1: Outlander in this current season about to come up I mean I'm probably not allowed to say but by the time this comes out next week yes uh, well by the time this comes out the first episode will be launched this Saturday Um, and sorry I'm I'm explaining what what time it is but yeah so the the first episode I'm in the the first two episodes of this season coming up and I was in the last season of Outlander in episode 5 I loved it man it was hilarious because I've got I realised I got a massive head. All right. Uh, Like an actual, literal massive head. All right. It took four of the wig people to get a wig on my head. (laughs) (laughs) I had like four people like getting their like feet up on my chest. Wow, really? Like like, strangling this on my head. that was great. Outlander, the people treat you absolutely amazing. I'd love to do that show. Oh, you'll get a chance, man, I'm sure. I'd love to do that show. you been show. up for it?
0: Nah, I've, I've, I've
1: applied for a few times, but I've never... Yeah, I think you'll get there, man. I've never it's, even it's, had the It's really sound. Funnily enough, the first director I worked with, but she was one of the producers in Little Women. She was the producer of all the early Tim Burton films. What? So, the first Batman, Edward Scissorhands, all these films, all the original ones. She was ones. the producer. She was the producer. And then she wanted to do directing, so I worked with the producer of the '89 Batman. '89 <laughs> Batman. Holy God! And I was like, "You have some
0: amazing <laughs> stories.
1: It's <laughs> crazy. These
0: random stories. I know they're just
1: there. That's crazy. She, she was awesome. She was awesome. Um, and I get to this still to this day. There's an extra who re, who notices me in bars and that whenever I go to a bar in Glasgow. Yeah. yeah. I've got a line in uh, a line in the, the first se- season Outlander I was in last season, and it's the thief ambassador should pay we're fighting taxes. Raging about taxes, were these farmers who are like poor and destitute? Uh, Backstory wise, I got told that like my wife had has died of like starvation and all this stuff, and it's really serious. So mm. I'm raging, and I'm a bit of an extremist. So I have this line where it's like between Murta Murta's and my one of the big characters, and everyone loves them. Mm. And he was just back for this season, so yeah. we can just talked about that. I think it was that episode that he was in. Like he arrives back, but uh, yeah, I have this. Line where I basically go, like, the faith and bastard should buy uh, And I have this guy every time I go into a bar, I scream over from the other side of the room,
0: the faith and bastard should buy
1: <laughs> Every time he sees me, he like puts up like a big fist. <laughs> no, I, I mate, me. <laughs> I'm like, oh fucking hell, it's this guy again. But he's kind of brilliant. Aye, Outlander's great. Um, I can't really talk about This season coming up No no I, 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 I've got stories about that, that Yeah
0: Well about, By the time you're on next day uh, Hopefully
1: the season can be done And we can talk about Yeah well about in the first two about, episodes So you go. if we do this in A couple of weeks then Yeah that, that, that
0: Time's out perfectly We man. can chat about more Outlander We can talk about more wrestling And we can talk about wrestlers And movies Which we were supposed to talk about today Finally But never got are going to it, So make sure that happens next time Anything else you want to say And then we'll sign off
1: Chris What <laughs> Jesus you know I'm about to say it. I do, I right, go. Cool. You're so handsome. Thanks, bro. And I love you. <laughs> I call Chris Casanova.
0: Casanova calls me, I'm not good at taking it.
1: <laughs> not at all. He tells me that I'm brilliant and stuff and I'm like, stop. All, all, the, time. all the time. He does but, watch the YouTube, though. But you are brilliant, and I think you do a really good job on the YouTube stuff. And Thanks, you should bro. sign up for uh, Chris's Patreon as oh, well. Yeah. You, actually you get should get some sign-ups. Patreon.com
0: slash CM42TV.
1: Yeah. You I can hear more from Josh. You should go for it, for sure. Um, the man deserves it he's a great guy and uh, he's got a lovely pair of baby blues (laughs) (laughs) okay enough enough enough. thanks so
0: much my brother and uh, we'll do it again very soon yes